yo, this is another episode of the Feed Companion Podcast where I mainly talk about computer science and technology and stuff like that because those are the fields that I'm going into. And every now and then I might throw in sports and, and, and NBA basketball mainly. But on this episode, I'm, I'm going to be focusing on my progress getting my computer science degree and just my experience with becoming more comfortable with Python and also transitioning into C++ now as that is the class that I'm currently taking. So Python has been, you know, I didn't know what to think of it coming in because it was just the only thing I knew. It was the first language that I learned. And now that I've moved more to C++, you can really get the sense of how people call it more so pseudocode. You know, it's very much, you know, you get spoiled almost if you if you hop into Python first. And I think that's pretty much the, the typical, you know, path that most people, people that are jumping into programming take they take python first now you know even in like intro to computer science they're going to probably teach you python i guess basic was at some point the 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 preferred language now it's more likely python because it's such a such a simple language it, it reads just as it you know it, it as it does um but my experience with Python was very much a good one. It's it's a great language. But now moving to C++, on the way in, I thought C++ would be much harder than what it has been so far. And then actually, the more that, because I waited a long time. I waited a long time before I moved to another language, and I did that on purpose. I didn't even try like to learn HTML or anything front end I didn't try to do JavaScript I really wanted to get comfortable with Python first before I moved to any other language because I wanted to really understand the concepts of programming and I think that really helped me because as I moved to C++ um, now that I have to you know learn the syntax which is actually not the hard part but now that I have to learn the syntax, it very much reads to me similar to Python, especially if you've kind of moved into the object-oriented programming, um, you know, world. Because in C++, from my understanding, I'm still very much a, a beginner in C++. I've only been taking uh, the language. I'm in I'm in school, so I've only been taking the language now for about three weeks to a month and the thing that I noticed immediately though was that when you write C++ code you do have to kind of have a int main so you're going to be telling the program uh, what type of data type you expect to return so integer main you're going to have your main function and then you know you're going to have curly braces which you don't use in Python for this purpose, but you're going to have curly braces as kind of the body of the function. Um, now, if you were kind of a newcomer to Python and you hadn't really moved on to object-oriented pro oriented programming, or just you haven't moved on to writing functions yet, this might be something that's more of like 
It may look crazier than what it is, but it's really just at the top of your code, you might say like include IO stream um, with two, uh, I don't know the name, the technical name for this symbol, but it's uh, kind of like a, a pointy bracket around those and then you're going to just say using names uh, namespace std semicolon and then below that you have int main parentheses um and then your your curly braces and inside those curly braces is where you put your your code and it's just a main function that's all it really is in, in python you have that same thing as well you have main functions um but you have to kind of go to the more advanced Python level, not even really advanced, but it's more towards the back end for sure to get to the point where you're actually writing functions, you know, and, 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 and using the, the concept of main functions. But when you hop in C++, you very much see it's just a main function. That's all it is. And then you have a return zero letting the, uh, and I could be wrong here, but I, I believe that's letting the compiler know that you don't expect there to be any errors return zero no errors and then uh you know don't forget your semicolons when for when you're writing statements other than that it's really nothing different um even if even in like the if statements your control flow you're just doing if and then you're surrounding your expressions with parentheses which is something that you i don't know if it's syntactically incorrect in python but it's not from my understanding, PEP8 style, it's not, it's not recommended, but in uh, C++, from what I've seen, that's kind of the standard, um, wrap that in parentheses, have your expression there, it, it's not much, it's not much different, it really isn't, the only thing for me that was very, I had to really keep going over it, was which way to put the, uh, the pointed, I don't know the name. It's it's the greater than and less than symbol, essentially. But you're going to have two of them going the same way, depending on whether you're going C out or C in, whether you're you're doing uh, input or output. Um, and then how you kind of initialize variables is very. It's a little bit different. You have to write like if you're going to do a string character, you have to write string and then that variable, you know. And then you just, you know, do C out and C in that way. Um, like string variable equals this. And then when you do your input output, you would say like C out that variable. And then you do your, your greater than or less than symbols. And then you, you know, that's how you concatenate. Um, and then, you know, when Python, you have like a... Uh, your break line feature is that uh, the the slash and then in, but in C plus plus, and I believe I believe I, I I think I looked this up. I believe that same concept works in C plus plus, but they don't use that. They use end l, so in line, and then semicolon. So these are is really very it's very much similar, and. Um, I think even more so nowadays, you know, with the tools, the AI tools that are coming out, learning how to program is becoming a lot easier. And not just learning how to program, learning 
Um, I think once you get into programming and you understand the concepts, control flow, you understand um, error handling, you understand the variables and, you know, all that type of stuff, functions and how to pass data between functions. Once you get this understanding, I think going language to language becomes a lot easier. And is at that point, it just becomes about um, understanding how to write code efficiently. And this is just my 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 uh, ignorant opinion as I keep learning. I don't know, but this is just my ex, uh, expectation. But just becoming more efficient at writing the code and then from there, honestly, uh, from what I've heard going into programming before I even started learning Python, I heard that mostly what a lot of developers are doing is just stack overflow. So you're debugging, you're iterating and you're debugging, iterating and debugging. And that's something that you can do better than ever nowadays. So if you're going to multiple languages, you can do that. You can iterate and debug, iterate and debug. If you understand computer science well in general, if you understand time complexity, if you understand all these things, you can kind of take that to other languages. I think C++ is different. There's things in Python that, um, there's things in C++ that aren't in Python. I know that for sure. I don't know all of them. I don't have them in the front of my head, but I do know like there's just stuff that in C++ that you have to worry about that you don't have to worry about in Python. That's probably the only thing that I've, uh, as I get further into my course, um, that I'm kind of, kind of worried about. I'm not really worried about it, but I am making sure that I, um, keep it, you know, in the back of my head at least. But it's it's been something that I've I'm, I'm so glad that I've done with my life. I really want to get my degree. I really want to get a future in tech. I really want to learn how to, you know, create something and build something that I can be proud of, and uh, probably build a company. You know, I would like to work for somebody, but I don't want to. Ultimately, or I really want to. Um, you know, create my own lane. I think building a business is going to be damn hard. Uh, and I'm not even so much sure that's the route I want to go. But I, 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 I suspect that working for somebody won't be exactly the best. Um, it won't be the end goal for me. You know, maybe it'll be something that I need to kind of experience and get through and do at one point. But it probably won't be the, the last thing I want to do with my life. So I'm also just, like I said, keeping in mind, um, really always leaving that door open on building a business and, um, you know, monetizing my skills, even if it's just a YouTube channel, just um, being my own boss, especially if you have these skills. Now, the problem is, I think problem is is that as programming becomes more automated because I think a lot of junior developer stuff can kind of be automated now it's going to get a lot more challenging right um so I but I think that's where you building the platforms of your own is going to really be important right now 
So I also really want to learn machine learning. Um, I don't have the energy for it right now, but I definitely want to go into machine learning. I, I, I've learned here and there, you know, stuff about it. You know, I understand the concept. I understand what you're trying to do pretty much. I understand the math that's behind it. I don't really know how to do the math behind it, but I understand what the math is and what you're doing with matrices and, you know, and all that type of stuff, looking for patterns in the arrays and, um, or the, you know, the vectors. Um, so that kind of stuff I really understand, but this is just really my journey. I've only really been programming now for a little bit over two years and I still very much feel like I'm just 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 learning you know just getting in um and it's very hard one thing i've realized with programming and i've I've learned this throughout life with many things that i've tackled is that it's very very hard while you're in it to understand where you are in it you know like i i remember when i first started programming or not even you can't even really say that because you don't that you you can't hop in day one and go i'm programming now you know it takes a long time before you can even start programming but I remember when I first hopped in, uh, I, I felt very similar to how I feel now, almost two and a half years later, to where I feel like I'm just getting started, you know? And, that, and the reason because of that is just that you realize how, how much there is to learn. Um, and it takes a bit, and it, it depends on, your, your, you know, how much you knew going in. I had no real knowledge of math going, coming in. If you have a very math background, very good math background, if you have a very good understanding of technology, I think you can do better than the person that obviously doesn't have any of that. So it took me a long time just for me to really kind of get my, my wheels going of understanding what I wanted to do um, and understanding even the concepts behind variables and parameters and stuff like that you know i think you can do better if you kind of already used to working with it because a, a lot of what computer science in my opinion is is just math a lot of it is really and i don't mean math in a literal sense i mean math more so in the sense of logic a lot of it is logic it's problem solving creativity and like logic when you have to write a program and you don't really know how to write that program you have to get creative with how do I create this? And I wholeheartedly don't believe that it's a bad or wrong thing to look it up. Don't get me wrong. I've had my moments where I sat there for, you know, days at a time, not wanting to look something up. I wanted to figure it out on my own. But I don't know if that's the, the right way to go. The more that I program, the more I feel like, you know, like, it's not a bad thing to look something up. And like I said, you know, a lot of developers will speak to how most of their job is looking stuff up. And even, even now, like, I don't, I don't code in Python lately as much because I'm just C++ now. Like, that's where my head is at. But, um... I still kind of deep in my head. I know Python, but if I had to like program in Python, let's say let's say if I stop programming in Python for the next six months, 
I probably would forget, you know, a good amount of stuff. But I could always go back and just quickly do a Google search and go, hey, what's this? What's that? And I could just copy, paste, boom. I understand what I'm doing. I understand the, the concepts behind this point, this block of code, that block of code, why this function becomes a method inside the class. While, you know, I understand iterating and, and loops and all that type of stuff. I, you know, it's not that much different from one language to the next. Um, or at least in the, the ones that I understand. Um, I'm sure it can get wacky depending on where you go. But the concept I'm just pointing out is that, um, you know, these things are very much connected. So that, that's been my experience. That's been my experience. Um, I really wanted to just make this podcast and just check in and just, um, you know, detail exactly where I'm at with this stuff. And then also to speak to anybody that's, on their path of coding and programming and you know i think i can give an interesting perspective on somebody that's very much still learning i'm still in that that process of learning i'm not an expert yet i don't even want to speak like i'm an expert i'm sure a lot of the stuff that i've said even on this podcast and in many others before this one are not completely pinpoint accurate but that's the beauty of I think this podcast um, as I cover I'll be covering more AI stuff probably in the future um, and hopefully I'll be doing front end later this year so I'll have podcasts on that but the beauty of this podcast is just like you can see the progression you can see you know things that I thought to be true not so much things that um, I did think to be true that were true so um, you know, as I get better at programming, I can't wait to listen back to this stuff in 10 years, you know, five years from now. Um, and then, like I said, ultimately, ultimately my goal is to move into machine learning and see what I can do, you know, just see, and, and this is coming from somebody who I failed math my whole life. I've always loved logic and I've always loved to learn. I always loved analyzing stuff, um, but I've never been great at just math class or anything. I never liked math and never tried to learn it. You know, I've always ran from it. But uh, I really have a love for technology and programming is making me kind of fall in love with it. Something I thought I never would. So this is the Feed Companion Podcast. Um, more episodes will be coming as I get more updates. I haven't really had anything to pot about. Um, I don't really want to make this podcast too sports heavy, too NBA, NBA heavy, but I want to say this one thing before we hit this 20 minute mark that ultimately I used to make basketball content and I think that's probably going to be full circle for me, but I just need to move into machine learning. And then I'll explore ideas that I can incorporate my basketball knowledge with my machine learning. So look out for that. Long time coming from now, but I will look into it. So this is the Feed Companion Podcast, and I'm out.